Welcome back to episode three in this hashtag mum life podcast series. Today I'm talking with Jen Butler all about postpartum mental health. This one is a goodie. So make sure you listen to every word, make sure that you write your own list of priorities for postpartum mental health. This is such an important topic. So enjoy. Hey mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for Take some time for you. It's pregnancy with Physio Laura. Hello, mamas, and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. As I said, today is episode three of our six part hashtag mum life series with Jen Butler. She's a legend. I hope you've enjoyed the first two episodes so far. If you haven't already checked them out, we have covered matrescence and baby sleep. So please go check them out if they are relevant or important topics for you. But this topic today, postpartum mental health, I would argue is important for everyone across the board, men, women, pregnant, postnatal, wherever you're at in your journey, it is so important to have a real grasp and a real hold and a real understanding of how to optimize your mental health so that you do not suffer. Because we know that motherhood is such a big transition And we know that mental health often gets put on the back burner. So Jen and I are really going to chat today about mental health, about what we did to prepare ourselves in the postpartum to make sure we had good and healthy mental health. But what I thought I would do to start off with is just share with you in real life, show you that I'm practicing what I preach. Just list what I've done today, just today so far to improve or uh, work on my mental health. So I sat in the sunshine with my baby, Luca, earlier in the day. The sun is so good here right now. It is delicious. It literally makes my cells vibrate sitting in sunshine. So I did that. That was amazing. That took all of three minutes. (laughs) I had my morning coffee, which I have every morning with my hubby, with my kids. It was chaotic, but I made sure that I was present and I really enjoyed every sip of that coffee rather than just being mind wandering elsewhere or getting caught up in the chaos of don't tip that water over come over here stop asking me for this you know anyone with kids will understand but I really just enjoyed my coffee I did some journaling which again took another minute I just had some thoughts I wanted to download that made me feel so much better and tonight we have what we call palmer night so we have family palmers every week and tonight is palmer night and I am so pumped for it bloody love a good palmer and that is what I am doing to fill my cup up today and I feel really good for it and I know that doing that today will carry on for the rest of the day will carry me on for the rest of the week it is these daily moments of filling my cup up which are important and if you total what I did today it took four minutes it really didn't take much time at all so I just think it's so important that It's not those big grandiose things that you can only get to every now and again, that you find those things you can do every day, which are important. So that's what we chat about in today's episode with Jen. So we cover what self-care looks like for us each personally. We go through what we do to fill our cup up. We also talk about how self-care has changed over the years. So like I said, for me, it used to be these big grandiose, have a one and a half hour massage. (laughs) Whereas now for me, it's more giving myself the permission to stop and breathe and so Soak up the moment and prioritize me. And a big part of that for me, as you'll hear in the podcast interview and episode today, is communication and setting boundaries and how that might not sound like self care if we think about bubble baths and face masks, but that is 
self-care to the core, having good, clear boundaries on your energy and being able to communicate that with the people that you love is so important. But we do also chat about practical tips and tools and things that we did during pregnancy to make sure that we set ourselves up for good postpartum mental health. So I definitely recommend send this episode to all of your pregnant mama friends because I think if you can get a bit of an idea before you give birth of what you might do to set yourself up, it really just hopefully means that you don't have to suffer with your mental health after birth. I think it's so important to kind of keep ahead, keep prepared. So that's really important. And I wanted to let you know, if you are somebody that finds that you need to really center yourself and you want some practices to help relax your nervous system, to help calm you down, to help you be more present or to be, you know, prioritizing yourself and doing self-care. Inside the Pregnancy Posse, we do have a wonderful yoga and meditation series. So we have yoga for the first, second and third trimester. We also have meditation for the first, second and third trimester. They are such a beautiful way to really come back to your center, remind yourself of what's important, take the time out to prioritize you. They're so, so, so valuable. I use them a lot during my pregnancy. I know a lot of my Posse members absolutely love them the wonderful lady louise who did them for us has this beautiful accent she's so calming so if that interests you if that is something you're looking for go and check it out thepregnancyposse.com remember you can trial it for seven days that is all found within the resources library so definitely go check that out and if that's not your vibe if you're not really like a slow zen mama sort of person Go and check out the weekly workouts. They are 10 to 15 minutes long. I've made them for the busy mama who just needs to get it done, doesn't have a lot of time in the day. But what is more, you know, self-care-isk than doing an endorphin hit of 10 to 15 minutes of exercise? What is... What looks like filling your cup up more than moving your body in a loving way and giving yourself that adrenaline rush, that sweat, that huff and puff, it feels so good. I know whenever I've said, oh, I feel crap, you know, I don't want to do this, blah, 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 blah. Whenever I did a pregnancy posse workout, I felt so much better afterwards. In fact, I'm just thinking, I'm sitting down recording this, I might even go move my body after this just to give myself an extra little jazz up throughout the day to give my energy going so if that interests you that pregnancyposter.com trial it for seven days tell me how you feel after doing a workout I'm confident you're going to feel really 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 good now without further ado let's jump into today's episode postpartum mental health with the amazing Jen Butler in episode three of our hashtag mum life series enjoy I want to talk about mental health and I know you are very passionate about this given your experience after having Max. And Mm -hmm. I'm also very passionate about this. Um, I think it affects all women, whether you are diagnosed with postnatal depression or anxiety or whether you have a hard time or not. I think keeping on top of your mental health needs to be so much more of a priority when you're a mum because you can see how quickly women can deplete their stores and be so selfless that they lose who they are or that they're they're not as healthy as they could be. So I'd love to know just personally from your point of view, what does self-care mean to you and what do you do for self-care? Oh, like I'm I'm so passionate about this topic because I just feel like women self-sacrifice like that. I think it's like called martyrdom syndrome or something like that where it's literally yeah I'm not going to repeat the things that we spoke about but it's these stories in our head that if it actually looks like you're taking time it's that mum guilt picture Mm. I I am 
a better mum and the mum I want to be when I take the time to fill my own cup. I cannot fill three children's cups if my cup is empty. And so I'm talking like self-care is like a daily practice for me. It is for me, I would say, like I really thought about this. I was like, what do you do, Jen? So I've recently got back into the gym. I love doing like weight training. And uh, like, oh, I know, like fully ripped right over here. You should see my yeah, six pack. Jeez, yeah, welcome. This is Des and Troy together. They destroy. <laughs> so excuse me while I'm the Incredible Hulk over here. not heard that, but that's the best mum joke. That is the best mum joke, Des and Troy. <laughs> so I've been like three times a week. I, I've, I'm a bit like... This is like this weird, um, I'm so weird. Like I'm so unorganized in some aspects of my life and yet so organized in other aspects. But in my diary, my calendar, I've got my three gym sessions because I think that's what I needed to do. I needed to book it in like it was an appointment and meet it, you know? And so um, that's, I do that. I love going for a walk, like in nature preferably, but even just jumping on the treadmill for me, I like to get the heart pumping mm. um and putting the kids to bed at seven o'clock or you know by the time they get to sleep probably 7 30 and like every night I just it's my favorite it's like a shower on my own in peace and then I go and I turn on the tv I'm watching Wentworth at the moment oh. I get chocolate and that is just that that is probably the most important is that quiet time and I'll be like if Ryan starts talking to me too much I'm like shut up shut up I need to be alone in my thoughts. Thank you. <laughs> and that is like on a, you know, on a um, daily basis, what um, self-care looks like. And it's, it's, it's what I need. And then every now and then I'll do something a bit more grand. Like we're about to go on holidays. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to actually book in for a massage, you know, that's do that true. stuff that's sort of seen as yeah. self-care when really self-care is just the little things we prioritize for ourselves mm-hmm. in the day-to-day and that stuff's great, but it's the little stuff I think that makes the most impact. Yes. What 100%. do you do? What do you do, Laura? Oh, well, let me share. <laughs> um, I agree with you, though, in that I think it's stripping self care back. Self care, first and foremost, is giving yourself permission to look after yourself. So mm. it doesn't have to, it's just acknowledging you're important and that. It's important for you to be your best version of a mum or a wife or a business owner or whatever those other hats you, you, you're wearing that it is so important that you look after you. And, you know, that whole, it's so cliche, but the oxygen mask, um, it's just so true. And I've seen it where I've tried to do it all versus like when I don't let myself get to that point anymore. I don't let myself get depleted mm. because I'm, I'm a really ragey mum. And my kids don't love that. And I'm a really like nitpicky, annoying wife, like just annoyed by everything my husband does. I don't want to be that. And, you know, like I'm an overwhelmed business owner. I don't want to be that. So in order for me to like, to be able to be like a calm, present mother, to be able to be a fun, you know, like wife, to be able to be a really like invested business owner, I need to do things, like you said, every day. And I used to think it was like the big massages and the big Mm. grandiose things, but no, it's actually not. And I actually find like, don't get me wrong, bloody love a massage, but Mm. I actually found sometimes I'd be a bit disappointed afterwards because I'd put so much hope and expectation on those big grandiose things. I was like, 
oh, like it was good, but you know, yeah. like, but do I feel like, fulfilled? Like, yeah. Yeah. whereas like, I agree with you. It's those little things during the day. So for me, getting out in nature is super, super important. So on days when my kids are at daycare, that might be with Luca in the carrier, but that still feels like it's filling my cup, looking mm. at the ocean, going for a walk in the bush. We're very lucky where we live, that that's on our doorstep. Um, for me, it's like taking a moment just to breathe as well. So if I am feeling overwhelmed, I say to my kids, mommy just needs to go away right now and take some big breaths. And I will just sit there amongst the chaos and just take some big breaths. It can be me letting the housework go because I know that right now it's more important to play with the kids. Yeah. It's my nighttime cup of tea. It's a like chamomile and lavender with a bit of honey. Oh, it's mm. so good. But I look forward oh, to that God. after the kids go down. I sit there with my cup of tea and I just enjoy that moment of silence. Surfing's a big one for me as well. Like surfing is something I've gotten into just in the last couple of years and I bloody love it. Um, my husband and I both enjoy it. So it's a really cool mm. shared passion. So we really like give each other the time to do it. So yeah. um, I've really enjoyed surfing. That 100% fills my cup up, just being in the water, getting salty, catching waves, like looking at the amazing ocean and cliffs and everything around me. Like that's, that's really, really important. Um, yeah, so I guess like, again comparing first to third like first time round, I would have had much more of like a checklist of like this is what I do for self-care mm -hmm. whereas now I feel like self-care is more like a mental state for me it's more a yeah. when I'm having a solo shower like oh I am soaking that up and like not letting my mind run at a million miles an hour I'm just like there I'm present I'm enjoying the quiet like I my kids the other day were weirdly playing really nicely together and I actually sat down and had a cup of tea on my own while they played and again, like I just let myself have that moment to fill my cup up rather than being like, oh, quickly do the housework, check my emails. Duh, duh, duh. So it's more for me, like giving myself the permission to take those moments here, there and everywhere. But I do agree with you. I think it's a daily thing. It's not a every three weeks, I'm going to go do a big grandiose thing. Yeah. It's like constantly doing these little things every day to make sure that you are your best version of yourself. And you know, another thing I've started doing, and this is again, third time round, I'm much better at communicating. In the past, let's say my husband, that classic, they walk in the door at 5 p.m., you've had a shit of a day, everyone's screaming, dinner's about to be burned, you're so overwhelmed, they don't understand because they've been at work all day, they don't get it. And you just blow up and you're just this ragey hot mess. It's hard to help you, I think, when you're in that yeah. because you just want to fight. That's how I feel anyway. Yeah, like, I'm just looking for a fight. I'm like, yeah. you just say the wrong thing, J.A., because I'm going to give yeah. it to you. <laughs> Remember Des and Troy? Des and Troy. Whereas now I'm really good on those days that say J.A. Yeah. walks in the door and I'll just say to him, look, I'm really overwhelmed. I'm I'm." I, I say I'm about to blow my top and Mussy yeah. will be like, mommy, what does blowing your top mean? And I'm like, means mum's on the verge of feeling really angry and I just need to check out for a bit. So I'll say to him, look, this is where dinner's at. I just need to check out for five minutes and I'll just like go in my bedroom or go for a walk or something or just like he might take the kids out. And I feel like that's so powerful for me now because my communication is much better and I don't feel guilty and I don't feel like, oh God, I'm a shit mum because I need to check out to mm. be okay like I used to feel guilty about that like mm. god you can't even control your emotions you know like get it together girlfriend whereas now for me that's self-care like that's being able to say I can feel myself getting really overwhelmed and I, I'm going to express that to you so that you can just go help me 
and I can check out and then I come back. Like, what did I do the other night? I walked down to the shops and grabbed chocolate licorice and I had a bloody good chocolate licorice stick. Mm. I came home and I was like, mommy's in a good mood. <laughs> and I was like singing and dancing and I was like, had my chocolate and everyone's probably like, what? You're so bipolar, mum. I was just like so proud of myself for like resetting. Yeah, and that's what it is. That's a perfect way to say it is it's a reset. Yeah. And I think you are, I could not relate more where you are. You're just like, you keep yourself going, you keep yourself going. And then all of a sudden you're screaming and you're like losing it. And like, interestingly, I probably let myself get a little bit burnt out. Like if you'd, uh, if we'd interviewed yesterday, I, <laughs> I was not in a good place. Like, and I, and you know what I did is I like got talking to yourself about resetting everything. A huge self-care is boundaries and yes. like Preach. I went through and I I like I'd been taking on too much and I cancelled a whole bunch of like I was supposed to do other interviews and stuff I said no nah, no nah, I'm glad you kept mine I, because I like I, well, not that I don't like talking to anyone else We're but best. I was so excited <laughs> exactly I was like so excited to talk to Laura but that like it's like what's important and what's not and clearing diaries and cancelling appointments that I was like actually don't need that osteo appointment anymore it's actually harder to pack up three kids and get you know like just all of these things and I think that is that reset take a step back what's important right now and what can I change and yeah it's I saw a meme the other day and it might sound a bit crude but it so resonated with me and it was talking about you don't need to wean, it was a poem actually, you don't need to wean your child, mama. You just need to get the rest of the world off your boob. And I was like, <sighs> again, I was like, again, it might sound a bit crude, but it's so true. It's like we often, I think, get frustrated at our kids for wanting us and needing us. I know. The problem is, and I don't know if you feel the same, but whenever I'm overwhelmed or ragey or like, oh, it's not because the kids or what they're doing. It's because I've put these self-imposed deadlines on myself for work. I've told myself the house needs to be clean. I've told myself this dinner needs to be cooked. I've, you know, told a friend I'm going to do this for her. I've, you know, yeah, booked in podcast interviews. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like I need to set harsher boundaries because it's not my kids' fault that they need their mum right now. And don't get me wrong, that doesn't mean that's not overwhelming, but it's often that we let everything else for want of a better word, get on our boob. And it's like, we've got to get the rest of the world off our boob so that our kid can have the boob. The boob. Again, I know that oh. sounds a bit No, funny, that's but- actually giving me goosebumps. Like, no, because that that's good. exactly what had happened with me as I was completely out of alignment. Yes. I was powering on with work mm-hmm. and I needed to go, no, like, yes. no, this is not what my priority is right now. Yes. And so I've canceled, like canceling all of this stuff was my way of giving the kids back the boob like is going I'm getting the world off and this is what's important because I don't ever want to lose that alignment like that's what's important to me Uh, yeah you just breathe a massive sigh of relief when you do that I feel so much better I feel so much better like and I just I'm excited again I've like you know I've I've gone through my calendar I've gone okay this is where I'm going to have designated work blocks and I'm not going to work outside of this like strict boundaries like and it's just oh I feel liberated I think (laughs) self-care plus plus I I actually think if you could sum up self-care boundaries is probably most important because you can't look after yourself if you're over committing and you're giving everyone else all your energy and I always like to role play like what's the worst case scenario so like let's say you reschedule a podcast interview for a week later 
does that really have significant consequences? No. no. However, I, I'd like to think, what could it be positive? What, what could be the positive consequence? So let's say you rescheduled, you said to someone, look, I'm just being really honest. My, you know, my schedule is really full at the moment and I need to fill up my, my tank and I need to give to my kids. So can we do the podcast a week later? I'd like to think that would be such a powerful permission piece to the person you're talking to to say I'm honoring me which gives them permission to honor them to be like oh hang on that's really cool that she's got those boundaries I respect that maybe I could you know have a little bit more gems about me too like I actually think what's the worst case scenario if you don't clean your floors Mm. get dirty floors they're probably gonna be dirty tomorrow anyway like what's the worst case scenario if you don't cook dinner well I'm pretty sure most places have takeaway you know, exactly. Like, can you do that? It's like always role playing. I think we like you're a queen catastrophizer. It's like yeah, you catastrophize about what these things mean. But then yeah. when you just stop, and I find my kids are really good at making me present. I just look at them and I'm like, they are not going to remember how clean my house was, or how many emails I smashed through, or oh. they're going to remember if mum was there to listen when they were saying, "Mummy, listen, mummy, listen, mummy, listen, mummy, come play, mummy," you know, yes. like. 100%. And I remember 100%. a meme which said something like, your kid will never say like, mommy, I've had a hard time. I want to talk to you about it. They'll say, mom, can you play with me? Mm. I was like, oh my God, my heart is breaking. No, it literally makes me teary important. because it's like, that. that is the, you know, the most important thing. Like, yeah. And I see it in so many first time mums because I think that transition is so harsh you know in that Mm. you're going from one life to another and that matrescence is so transformational Mm. but I see those women still trying to hold on to but my house and I'm my work and you know like my social outings my exercise and I just think and that's not to say you give that up but I think you just really zoom out and go what is my priority right now and how can I feel most fulfilled so oh self-care my Mm. friend is 100 percent I'd just like to know before we move on to um, some business chat, mm-hmm. what did you do in pregnancy to set yourself up for good postpartum mental health? I Yeah, excellent question. And like what you were saying before is for me, it was first of all about getting really clear with what I wanted to do in terms of like the when you go your own business, that the work never really stops, but I was very strict in prepping myself. I had done all of this work so that I could take some time to just completely slow down. Mm. Like I knew that, like, like I mentioned before, like I knew it was important for me to still have something that was just not all baby, 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 you know, or child, you know, like parenting basically. Um, but that was a huge thing for me and was just preparing work so I could really go slow. And I read the um, first 40 days book. So I really wanted to embrace, like as I didn't have all of the meals and everything done like I would have loved, but I really wanted to just, you know, like rest, like just talk about those first 40 days as just being that rest period. Mm. So that's, I think that was the mindset that I had in place. It was making sure that I had plenty of opportunities where it was just going to be Georgie and I. So, you know, the, the boys are already at school and had daycare and things lined up anyway, but just making sure there was plenty of that time. And mm. like, in a sense, coronavirus was, like in all of the lockdowns for us here in Victoria were a bit of a blessing for me in the end, because I, they would not have been a blessing for many people because I had the confidence. I was okay. I didn't need external support and all of those appointments and things. So 
having like Rhino more and all of those things was incredible because we could really go slow. But I think for me, it was organization. Talking about all this unorganization that I have. You can I, be think, both. I know. I think I could be both. I could sometimes it was not working. Other times it was like, you know, I was on fire, but it was the preparing meals and preparing other people to yes. be prepared to help. That would be what I would sum it up as. Yeah, that's exactly my response as well. I think preparing other people. So for me, the two things I wrote down that were the best things to support me postpartum were the meal train and communicating with JA that I am, and I've spoken about this on a previous podcast in my birth story in the postpartum series. So if you want to go and listen to the details of it, I spoke about it there, but being super crystal clear, communicating with JA that I am not responsible for my older two kids for at least the first two weeks. I'm not changing nappies. I'm not prepping food. Like I'm pretend I'm not here Mm because I knew a, I wanted him to be aware of how much responsibility I wanted him to take on, but I knew I needed to set that hard boundary for me because otherwise I'd be tempted to be like, Oh, I'll just quickly help out with this. And I would have I would have crossed my own boundary a million times if I hadn't have laid that line down because I just, you know, you just do that as a mom. You're like, I'll just quickly help out here and there. And I was like, no, the kids might be screaming and, you know, I can see Jay is a bit overwhelmed, but you know what? I'm resting. I'm laying on this couch with the baby because that's the line I've set. Pretend I'm not here. And I really need to do that to do that for myself. And that made the world of difference for the first two weeks and the meal train. Oh, I can't believe I didn't do it for the first two and no pregnant woman around me will ever get away without having a meal train because I'm going to organize it for everyone because Mm. that was the most powerful thing to have a meal dropped off. We pretty much had the first six weeks sorted, maybe three meals a week. And it was amazing to not have to think about cooking, to know what was coming during the week, like to be so ahead of the game because not only do you have to not, because, okay, so cooking, right? It's not just cooking. It's you got to think about what you're going to cook for the week. You got to make sure it's nutritious. You got to make sure all the kids will eat it. Suits everyone. Then you got to buy it, which is you got to write a list. You got to get to the shops or organize online delivery. Then you got to find the time to cook it or prep mm-hmm. it first, cut it all up, then cook it. Then there's dishes. That that cooking is like a that's a big process. Massive. So if someone can do that for you, you're not just eliminating cooking. You don't have to do dishes. You don't have to prep, use that mental headspace to get ready for what am I going to cook? You know, that that takes up a lot of mental load. So I reckon if you're listening to this and you're thinking, what can I do for mental health? Get your friends to organize your meal train. They can be so easy online. You just set them up. People really love doing it. That's what I also had to lean into. I was like, I feel a bit precious I said to my friends, can you organize me a meal train? <laughs> like, and they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, of course, we'd love to do that. And I felt like, oh, I'm a bit precious. Like my husband's going to be home. He could cook, you know, like look at me just like, I felt I had to work through all these stories. Yeah. But my girlfriends loved cooking for me. They, they genuinely loved it. I like, I was honest with them. I was like, how did you guys feel about it? Was it hard work for you? They were like, no, because what they would do as you're cooking your meal for your kids that night, you just cook extra and know that you're going to drop that around to Laura. Yeah. And it's actually really easy for people to help you out. So highly, highly, highly recommend getting some sort of, and even if like maybe a meal train with friends isn't possible, but 
put aside a budget to get some sort of delivery meals that you just have to heat up. Or I know there's a lot of options these days, or maybe like a HelloFresh or something where yes, you still have to cook, but takes out the prep work. Like there's so many ways around it, but I couldn't recommend getting support with the meals enough. So good. Hey ladies, I really, really, really hope that you love that episode and that it has given you some food for thought if you are pregnant right now listening to this about hmm, what could I implement now whilst I'm pregnant, whilst I'm hopefully feeling good and I have energy and I have the time, I'm not in the thick of that newborn phase, what could I implement now? which would help my postpartum mental health. Does it mean having a conversation with a partner or family or loved ones? Does it mean talking to your friends like I did and setting up a meal train? Does it mean booking yourself in for some massages after baby has come? Does it mean, you know, thinking about what lights you up right now? What gives you joy right now so that you can tap into that a bit quicker after birth? Because when you're in that haze of the newborn phase and there's hormones and sleep deprivation, all of that, it can be really hard to sit down and go, what lights me up? What brings me joy right now? So it might be good to think about that now before you head into that. And if you are postpartum now, it's never too late to start. Postpartum is for life. I don't think postpartum is a set period of time. So if you're listening to this and you're further down the track and you're feeling like your mental health is maybe not amazing, it is never too late. You can always, always, always pull yourself back in, recenter yourself, calm your nervous system and fill your own damn cup up. (laughs) If mothers are no good, the whole family dynamic is thrown out. And we need to make sure that we are caring for ourselves. We are caring for the mothers in our community. It is so, so, so very important. Now, if you want to connect in with me, you know where you can find me. It's at PhysioLaura on the socials. And Jen is over at Jen Butler Early Parenting. So please, we love a good Instagram message. and We love getting in the DMs. If you really resonated with anything that we shared today, Or, you know, if you have any tips to share with us, I would love to hear from you over on our socials. So please go and find us and have a chat with us there. And again, a reminder, if you are looking for ways to pull yourself back in, if you are sitting there right now going, "Hmm, you know what, Laura, I am really bad at filling my cup up. I am currently doing nothing that serves me. I want you to go to thepregnancyposse.com, sign up for the seven-day trial and start moving your body, girlfriend. So I have sample workouts in the trial that mimic what the full membership will look like. We have yoga and meditation in there. Those weekly workouts, 10 to 15 minutes long, they're so easy to incorporate. You deserve to feel good. Remember that. So if right now you're sitting there thinking, I don't have time or I feel too sore, or whatever the excuse is that's popping to your mind, remember you are worthy, you deserve to feel good, go and move your body like you love yourself, and I promise you will feel better for it. So come and find me inside the pregnancy posse and tell me that you did a good deed for yourself today. (laughs) Now, stay tuned for episode four in this series. That is a really passionate topic of mine. We are talking with Jen all about business and babies. So Business is something I find myself really passionate. I love talking about it. It's such a big part of my identity as running a business. And obviously, Jen and I both run our own businesses. And we just talk about the juggle of that mum life and having babies and having businesses and what boundaries we set around our work life and what goals we have, what big dreams we have at the moment for our work. And it's a great episode. So stay tuned for that. Please subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast if you haven't already, because that's how you'll know when each episode 
episode gets released and I don't want you to miss any of the amazing ones that we have coming up in this hashtag mum life series. Now I want you to leave this podcast, put your headphones down and go and do something for you. I personally, I'm about to go do a couple of squats or something to move my body just to re-energize myself. But I want you right now listening to this, stop and think about what are you going to do for you? 30 seconds to a minute's worth. That's all it needs to be. Go do it now. I'll catch you soon for episode four. See ya.